Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I need information. I need it five minutes. What do you do when you're sitting behind a tall person in a theater? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Cold medicine trainer. And uh, last night we went to see a wonderful show. And I happened. Do you know that it was a wonderful show? Well, I heard it was, meaning my ears were engaged in the performance. Dear Um, Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. It it really is. The music is amazing. uh, And it is currently at the Orpheum in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, In any case, I was seated behind a very tall person. So the show, I could sometimes see if things happened way over stage right or way over stage left. But pretty much most of the action that was happening in the middle of the stage, I couldn't see. The other problem is I was when I was trying to adjust so I could see things meaning I would move my head over to one direction to watch some action, and then Mm -hmm. when they moved to the other side of the stage, I'd move it over to the other side. The people behind me were getting exasperated, and I could hear them being exasperated. How were they getting exasperated? Oh, I can't see. And every time it would be every time I'd move my head. Oh, I can't see. And I was like, oh, I feel bad now. So then I was like, okay, I'll not be annoying and i'll just leave my head here and so i just watched the back of a guy's head you make your life more complicated than it needs to be why because first of all um you're worrying about the people behind you you just need to worry about yourself and your job is to view the thing everybody's job in that theater is to view the thing right so i think so everybody's job is to watch the thing you can't get mad. You can't worry about the people behind you. You can only worry about what's in front of you, right? Like right. otherwise, like you said, you're going to sit there and not move your head, which seems dumb because then you're ruining your experience because of people behind you. I don't want to ruin their your experience. experience. Was already ruined, so it's not. There's nothing wrong with you trying to accommodate the fact that there's a big fat head in front of you, which I will tell you really depends on the kind of theater you're in, and the Orpheum is. Is um, it does have theater seating, meaning there's a slight grade, right, but it's it, yeah. not long or uh, steep enough to overcome. In fact, I sometimes have that problem uh, where somebody's big fat head will be in my way, and usually that's not the case because I'm tall, right? And I like to sit up straight because I'm old and I don't want my legs to cramp. I just I always wonder in that situation what to do. Because you can't, like, I can't be mad at the head in front of me. No. It's their head. I can't ask them to take it off or move it somewhere. Yeah, if they had a hat on yeah. or, like, a really loud hairdo. Then I might maybe be you like, could... could you bring it down a couple notches? But it was just a guy's head. You like, know, you could get one of, those, about it. one of those seat cushions. Okay, so funny. This is a they funny story. They have seat cushions at the, uh, at the um, coat check. They do. And I noticed uh, a very tall lady carrying one and i wondered at first is she bringing that for her child right because kids sometimes people get those yeah they're like boosters for their kids if they bring them to the theater yeah. but i looked around i didn't see any children i thought well she must be getting that for herself and then i thought 
do I get one for myself? But I then I thought, well, then sh- I'm all boosted up and the person behind me really yeah, can't but just see. Pretend you have some sort of condition down there. <clears throat> you mean in my area? Like hemorrhoids. You want me to tell them I have hemorrhoids no, so I can see? You no, know, that if they <laughs> give you crap, you be you just say, like, I have an issue down there. Oh. The truth is the issue down there is really just that you need to be able to see. They don't need to know the truth. I'm saying it's every man, woman, child for, for herself. Themselves? Because it, it it does suck. I I will say it's frustrating that you and when you constantly have to do this back and back forth. and forth that you can't see me over the radio, but I'm moving my head side to side to accommodate. Yeah, that's frustrating. I absolutely. The other thing you could do is pick your seats. Uh, okay, I do have a question though, which doesn't actually work because you don't know who's in front. Right, of you. exactly. So here's my question you're for in the you: front row. As a tall person, mm-hmm. do you even think about? Like, does it concern you at all? That's why you said you worry too much, because if I worried about my head being in everybody's way, um, I would never enjoy a show. Yeah, that's my head true, is I always suppose. in way. And I do sit up straight. It's and I can always just I get, you know, occasionally we'll get that feeling like, oh, I can feel the eyeballs on me right now. But I'm sorry. This is like that's the I'm thing. not going to scrunch down and be cramped in my seat. So that somebody behind me has a better view. There's nothing that you can do about being tall. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that I always think about that. The person in front of me, there's nothing they can do about being tall and their head being in my way. Yeah. But I can I can do something about how I don't know. Maybe I am too accommodating. Yeah, well, Listen, you are. from now on, I'm just going to sit tall and see the show. I think you get one of them pillows. Yeah, that's a good idea. Colleen, when you're flying in an airplane, uh-huh. do you recline your seat? You better darn betcha. Those things wouldn't recline if you weren't supposed to recline them. If everybody just reclines, then we don't have a problem. I will say, though, don't totally recline. No, I never totally recline. I that's think that's nasty. nonsense. I don't want to smell your hair. That's how close we how are. How is your hair getting... How is... You know when you can smell people like I maybe I have a super sniffer. You do have a super sniffer. When I get too close to someone, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to smell your hair because that's too intimate. I don't want to have that smell. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just enjoying this moment. You've never had that when somebody like leans back and you well, get a waft of whatever product is in their then. hair. I don't mind it, but if it's it not nasty. Okay. It's human smell. But you know how you're just—that's an intimate exchange and i wasn't prepared yeah and i don't want to be having that when i'm on a flight everyone has their own brand it's true that's true well yes yeah (laughs) of course holly ends up in fart town but i didn't i was thinking you know when you went over to people's houses when you were growing up and then you would go smell their funk yeah and you smell their funk and you went over to a friend's house and the smell of the house which was just a bunch of people who live there and their collective stench. Uh-huh. How, no, how it was off-putting because it didn't smell like your house. Right, yeah. but then your house also, didn't you smell don't like anything. your smell is. Yeah. Your house didn't smell like anything at all, of course, because it was your house. Yeah. It didn't smell at all. I just want to appreciate this, the arc of this conversation, how it went from not being able to see at the theater to how your house smells. Yeah. Well, then we stopped it's true. a couple places. I will between. say that at the um, we the lovely Orpheum Theater. By the way, um, tickets go or are on sale 
the, the performances are uh, through June 9th for Dear Evan Hansen. So you can still go see that show. And we love the Orpheum. We're just we do. giving it a hard Absolutely. time. Um, but the seats are a little crampy. But so. they're not alone. I mean, that's like that is theaters are that way. Yeah, it's not them alone yeah, by no. any stretch. It's hard. I understand. Like in the design of a theater, trying to make sure everybody can see here's a without benefit. knowing here's, how tall people are. Here is a way you can get around that. Now, this presumes you picked your seat. Mm-hmm. Pick a aisle seat right that's, because then you will always have somebody that's uh, typically what i do so i can lean out yeah. a little bit yeah plus then you can kick your leg out oh and hope that you don't trip anybody on the yeah. way all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show the state is doing something really cool to help increase the bee population won't you be my neighbor get it be i get it my neighbor uh, we're going to tell you what that is after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, the state of Minnesota is doing something really cool to get more bees. That didn't come out the way I planned it in my head. Anyway, uh, Bradley's got all the details on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I hope you'll really be more excited because of this story. <laughs> There's a lot of buzz around it. It hey. is. It's a real stinger. Okay, anyway. The state of Minnesota is trying to help homeowners turn their lawns into bee-friendly habitat. And there was just a new plan that was approved by the state legislature and sent to the governor this week. Now, the state is going to set aside a certain amount of money. And I know a lot of you are like, bees, why do we need to care about the damn bees? They just sting people. Right? Thank you, Ethel. Okay. Well, because you can hear her, right? Um, But the state is going to set aside uh, just under a million dollars over a one year period to assist homeowners to help them cover the cost of converting a traditional lawn uh, into um, a more bee friendly habitat. That would include wildflowers, clover, native grasses. And this would be an effort to slow the collapse of the state's bee population. Now, there's an article all about this in the Star Tribune if you want the finer points. Um, but the the high level takeaway on this is that if you are interested in doing this, you will learn at some point in the future because specifics right now are uh, there are not a lot of details in terms of how this will be executed. But if you are interested in converting your lawn, um, there will be some assistance by the state. What's cool about this is. I have people on my block who've already done this. Oh, that is cool. Now, without the help of the state, of course. Yep. Can we? Can you double back though, and and for Ethel and others, yeah. answer that question? What? It, why are bees so important? Like, why do we have a focus on this? Well, um, people don't realize how particularly important bees are in this region. So, of course, they're bees. So they are pollinators, and pollinators, of course, um, pollinate. 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 And I read a story about a story. No, but <laughs> but bees, of course, um, and I was reading through some of some 50. Get this. Our state has 350 species of bee. Really? And some 55 of them love eating Dutch white clover, which is one of the crops that they're encouraging people to plant. Um, this will help uh produce Mm -hmm. and farmers and um, bees are vital to you know all sorts of crops in our state so the more robust bee population we have um, the better our farmers are and the less chemicals you have to use and the less you know um, there's just all sorts of bee benefits clearly there's benefits (laughs) 
No. <laughs> that was a stretch. That's more for the bean council. <laughs> bean offense. <laughs> anyway, um, so I thought this was really cool. And I have seen this happen because, you know, you hear about bees and you're like, oh, you know, some environmental wackadoodle over there talking about the importance of bees. But when you sit down and read, you learn that bees are actually very critical to our habitat and not just, you know, for crops and things like that, but just the overall health and wellness of our, um, you know, landscape. And, you know, I think more and more we're becoming open to the idea that maybe the way we've been doing things isn't always the best way. That is having like a green lawn that's full of chemicals and takes a lot of water that can actually just, in addition to being great for the environment is good for your pocketbook because you're not having to spend a ton of money on landscaping and a ton of money on water, et cetera. Okay. So explain, cause you said you have some people in your neighborhood oh, yeah. that have so done the this. So what does this are, end up looking so like? This is why, and if anybody knows how, uh, you know, has done this themselves, please call in and, you know, or email us or something. Cause I would, love to and i could probably just go ask my neighbors but in fact one of my neighbors was out walking his dog the other day and he was like yeah my wife um wants us to put all clover in the back instead of grass and you know my first thought was because i'm kind of andy rooney like well that sounds like a dumb idea backyard (laughs) full of weeds that doesn't seem like a great idea i almost saw your (laughs) eyebrows go haywire right then yeah right um but then i read about this and i thought Oh, so there's actually like a purpose to this. It is something that people actually do. And then the front yard of a house at the end of our block, I was walking my dog. All things happen with me walking my dog in the neighborhood. That's how you get out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm being real. (laughs) It's true. Like, oh, trees. Uh, The front yard of this house at the end of our block was covered in clover. And I must confess i have not seen such things have you i mean i think and i accidentally have clover no, in my right? front yard that's, it's the weed that's what i first thought <laughs> yeah. when i first thought i thought well all they let this yard go to pot and then i realized no this <laughs> whole thing on purpose <laughs> can you believe that <laughs> but no lo and behold the entire and it's a new house they or well it was rebuilt there was a fire long story but anyway the landscaping was freshly done so i was like this was not an accident this is all intentional clover, and it actually looked cute and was not, um, you know, because I think you think, like, you're going to let your yard go, and it's just going to be a bunch of weeds, and it's going to look all helter-skelter, but this actually looked really cute, and I thought, oh, okay, so now the state is actually encouraging people to do this. I don't know, frankly, if we have the wherewithal to do this in our own home, but I would be curious if other people have done this or... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. If they're going to do this, because um, I certainly like the idea. I will tell you this. We have tried over the last five years to have a very nice lawn. Uh It is a lot of work. It's a ton of work. Like way more work than I ever realized. Yeah. I never win. I always end up going. You fight the lawn and the lawn lawn won. (laughs) Yes. Uh, That was that was actually very funny. Oh, we gave my dad a t-shirt that yeah. said that one year for Father's of Day. I'm course you pretty did. sure he was real pleased with that. Um, 
But once you realize how hard it is, it would be so nice to just be like, oh, scatter some stuff over here. Right. Well, so, you know, when so here's my actual question about this, and I don't know if you have the answer to it. But part of having a lawn when you have kids is having a place for your kids to play. Yeah. Which is partly why my lawn looks like like a hot mess. Yeah. You know what? Because we're raising children, not grass. But I'm wondering if this is like if if this is playable is, would this? Yeah, that's playable? a great question. I, I don't know. I will tell you the front lawn. You're welcome to come down to our block and look oh, at thanks. the front lawn. I might take a tour. Of, I almost gave our address. And thought that's a bad <laughs> idea. Uh, but South Minneapolis. Um, uh, I don't know that I would play in it a lot because I feel like it is a little less uh, grassy dense than, you know, like a yeah. sodded or, a, you know, a grass lawn. Huh. But, well, this is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so, for more details, uh, go to the Star Tribune article. I'll post it on the internet. And uh, we don't know the actual details of when this funding will become available, the $900,000 for bees. Um, but, but it's on the way. But it's Sounds on its like, way. Yeah. Look at that. Something happy to think about. Yeah. This, you know, dumpster fire. Hey, guess what? We're going to insult celebrities <laughs> with our D-bag segment <laughs> after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh. What's in your D bag today, Colleen? Kylie Jenner. Oh, hi, girl. Hey, girl. Okay, so I, first of all, have to say, I love being a spectator of social media. Yeah, me too. Because social media has a way of pointing out when somebody has acted a fool. And uh, today it's Kylie Jenner. So Kylie Jenner posted this really bizarre, like, Instagram video with a filter, uh, a weird filter, where she's basically washing her face with her new Kylie Jenner face wash product. Okay. Okay. A again with a filter. So the filter is one of those like flower soft filters. Oh, So she looks amazing. So She looks amazing. Uh, And she's like rubbing it on her face for literally three seconds. Uh Like she puts the foaming face wash on her hand, smears it across her face, does not scrub or anything. Then she does a couple splashes of water on her face. Then she grabs a white towel to dry it off. And for one split second, as she puts the towel down, you can see approximately 25 inches worth of foundation. Oh, it is nasty. (laughs) Okay. So the article that you posted says she's being savagely roasted after posting bizarre face washing video. Yeah. So that the bizarre part is that, the foundation fell off. that everybody saw the foundation on the white towel and they're all like, okay, hold on a second. First of all, that's not how you wash a face. Second of all, the, for the woman who's trying to sell us like these skincare products and she's wearing oh, seven God. inches of foundation. Ew. I think that we're being sold. I think that we might be scammed. You think by Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Like if the person, this is what I'm saying. If you are purchasing um, some sort of skincare item from somebody who won't show you their actual skin, yeah, there's a problem. There's a problem. Yeah. Right. And yep. that's her 
leisure look. Yeah, right. That's her like, I'm at home in my bathroom just chilling. Here's look. a fun game you guys can play at home or wherever you carry a computer around in your pants. <clears throat> okay. I meant like on your phone. Okay. Um, just Google image search Kylie Jenner like 2000. I don't know. Pick a year. 2009. Okay. And look at that face compared to 2019. Oh, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. like a whole different face. So what I'm saying is, she don't look anything. Buyer like beware. It. Yes. Caveat emptor. Is that is that Latin for buyer beware? Caveat emptor, isn't that? Oh, buyer beware. Sure, works for me. I just never knew that. Welcome to the. Did I just make that up? I don't know. Welcome to Col- Latin class. Cold with medicine. No, yeah, you're, you are responsible for checking the quality and suitability of goods before purchases. Yeah. Made. I don't know. It's yeah, but that I'm sorry, but the layer of skin that she pulls off her face is nasty. <laughs> it's not actual skin. <laughs> it's, it looks like you know what I yeah. mean. It's like seriously, it tints. Why? And also, girl, I mean, do I have to tell you? How I to have do had this? this argument. Don't use the white. Don't use the white towel to wipe the foundation off your face. Well, that just tells you how pathetically rich this person right. is. That she would put that face on a towel like that. She didn't even rinse off the entire. Don't even get me started. I know because she doesn't use this product because this product is just getting pumped out in China. Also, put in a bottle. She's got people to wash her face. I don't think the girls ever (laughs) washed her face. Mm -hmm. Well, she probably has horrid skin. This is the thing about you know most most of these people is that you catch them under like a black light. And uh, they ain't going to look <laughs> like you see them on their Instagram account. It ain't going to be pretty. You're I mean, see also, some yeah. sun damage. Again, she's using a filter. So she's got a filter yeah. plus foundation. Yeah. I love it. God bless her. I'm, she rich. I mean, she's so it's rich. working for her. Okay. Well, this shouldn't, this next story then shouldn't surprise you. Do we still need to no, I'm linger done. on Kylie? Thank you. No, I, no, I'm good. With my D-bag. I'm just thinking if there's anything else we need to touch on her okay. face. Okay. Do you th- Does she do this on her body? I always wonder because, you know, if you have such dark, uh, thick foundation on, yeah, are you putting it on the rest of your body? Right. Somewhere else you're going to see the flaws. Yeah, because women do that, don't they? I think that the Kardashian... Uh, not anybody I know. Their Jenners, Yeah, they create illusions of cleavage. Yeah, there's a lot of they makeup take, tricks that they it's do. It's all drag queen makeup, you guys. Right. Do you understand that, like, first of all, that, you know, mm, that's not meant for the daytime either. Oh, no, that's all meant that for foundation. low light. Yeah, that's meant for, like, you're going out to dinner and you want to look 10 years younger. And you better pray <laughs> that the lights are off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, that's why you don't want to be there when the club shuts down and the lights go flicker, flicker. You better run. <laughs> you already People be- are going to be like, ah! What is that? Hi. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kylie Jenner is really a 50-year-old man. <laughs> All right. Speaking D-bag. of Kylie Jenner, she's my D-bag. It's a D-bag double down. Double D's. Oh. Double D card. <laughs> Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Here's the headline for you. The D-bag uh, a double D-bag party, ladies. Kylie <laughs> Jenner on her 15-month-old daughter. Quote, <laughs> Stormy loves sushi. Okay. Stormy loves sushi. Is that the name of a new sitcom? <laughs> Stormy loves sushi. Sushi is some, you know, other D-list celebrity's child. No. Stormy loves sushi. 
what what does what did those words say to you? Oh. That Kylie Jenner's 15-month-old daughter Stormy loves sushi. What is sushi? It is generally speaking, roughly in American mm-hmm. terms, some rice and some raw fish. Yeah, rolled up in some seaweed. Right? Okay, so I think to myself, oh, this is one of those stories. You know how parents do this? My child's palate is very advanced. Yes. My child loves sushi. Yeah. I love when parents tell me that kind of stuff, right? Um, so I read like, oh, well, you know, she's so rich. She's feeding her kid raw fish. I don't know if that's rich, but anyway, um, it sounds real bougie, right? So then I read the article. Kylie Jenner says her daughter Stormy loves sushi, quote unquote, and that they go to Nobu all the time together. Okay, okay. so she's going to Nobu with her child and her daughter loves sushi. Um, First of all, for those who don't maybe are like, okay, fine. Nobu sounds like a nice sushi restaurant. Nobu is a very expensive. Yeah, it ain't just fancy, like. Fancy. It's that's like you don't get a reservation. You got to wait. You're not a getting a dragon roll. I Nobu. can't just go to Nobu. Okay. You're like the fish is there still. There is a dress code. <laughs> there is still fish swimming. Yes. On your plate at uh-huh. Nobu. Okay. That's how good it is and fancy and rich. So she's there and she's talking to this girl and she says of her 15 month old Stormy, Stormy loves sushi. I don't feed her anything raw or anything, but she loves edamame. Um, They'll bring the whole thing of edamame. She will not stop until it's all gone. She eats all the edamame. Okay. What's edamame? It's like soybeans. Yeah. It's not sushi. Ain't no sushi. sometimes have on a menu at a sushi restaurant it's beans but it's beans it's beans her her 15 month old daughter eats beans she does not eat sushi <laughs> i don't feed her anything raw or anything but she just loves beans then she goes on to say she eats all the edamame she'll even eat a whole bowl of soy sauce rice okay i've got two okay. issues with that one that is dumb don't do it <laughs> I don't care. It's a judgment. Soy sauce rice. What is that dumb thing? Also, <laughs> you're at Nobu eating soy sauce yeah. rice. You know you can get. Me. You know you can no. get that for two dollars. Nobu I, didn't. <laughs> that's what I eat at home. <laughs> I, oh gosh. When I don't want to put any pants on, exactly. and I have no food. Yeah, that's, that that's, is that's, like that's like a, the pantry mother Hubbard nothing in the cupboard meal. That's yeah. when you that's are when out you, of food. <laughs> You are like, what can I combine? Or you brought your Aunt Barb with you to a very nice restaurant, and she's like, oh, I just love putting all this soy sauce on my rice. It's just so tasty. And you're like, Barb, honey, that's we don't do that. <laughs> that was a lot also, at Nobu, I'm sure they're like, oh, oh God. Can you just see Kylie Jenner? This is why all the wrong people have the money. <laughs> because can you just see Kylie Jenner at Nobu? Right. Fancy pants. Yes. Restaurant, can I get some soy sauce for my kid's rice? <laughs> and she's just throwing the rice on the Do you carpet. Have a napkin? I need to wipe my face off. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. we're being unnecessarily crude, but um, fine. she'll listen to it later. Please tag this in the notes, Holly, so that she will listen to this later and comment on our Instagram. Absolutely. Thanks. It's just, it hurts me. It hurts me oh. that she's at Nobu feeding uh, her daughter soy sauce rice and also trying to pass it off as her daughter loves sushi. No, there's no sushi in anything no she sushi. just said. Nothing. Yeah. Also, beans. Beans. 
And again, that's okay. Ugh. That's the other thing. If you want to give her the, I'm fine with that. Like, if that's what your child wants to eat, that's cool. Yeah, no, I have but, no problem like, go, with eating. With, I mean, it's a child. She wants yeah. to eat soy sauce rice. God love her. Yes. Give it to her for days. I'm sure nobody's I mean, like, oh, that's be adorable. careful because sodium, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get a bloated 15-month-old. <laughs> but, you know, hydration is in- yeah. important. But I would just say, though... Like you don't need to go to Nobu. They don't. Their their beans and their <laughs> rice and their soy sauce is not better than all the rest of the. Yeah. If you're gonna don't waste the meal. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Just take or go to or take me. Yes, thank you. Now <laughs> yes. we're talking again. I think that's what I'm all, actually. All saying. the wrong people have the money. Oh man! All right, when we come back. On the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, we got to talk more about Britney Spears and a whole wrench has been thrown into this entire conversation because this letter has been published that Britney wrote in the third person to herself. It's crazy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we also have to talk about the fact that uh, that another restraining order has been taken out against Sam Lutfi, who's her former manager, like from, you know, way back when. And it's only for two weeks. We're going to gather the Cobra gang, try to figure out what's going on here All right. with Free Britney after this on My Talk 1071. While we continue to follow the Free Britney movement on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And this has had so many twists and turns since the beginning of our hearing about uh, what was going on with Britney Spears. More twists than a pretzel factory, ladies. Thank you. Well, today we started we started talking off the air about the news that she uh, has now gotten a renewal on the restraining order she has against her very former manager, Sam Lutfi. Uh, and it's a two-week extension on this restraining order. Now, in the interim, we've also learned of a letter that has been made public uh, that is written by Britney Spears about Britney Spears in the third person. We're going to get to that as well. But first, Bradley, let's talk about this restraining order against Sam Lutfi. Yeah, and I want to talk about this briefly before we get to the letter, because the letter is actually very fascinating. But I want to revisit the Sam Lutfi story, because the story last week was... They were uh, they that is the people in charge of Britney Spears, that is the conservatorship. Her uh, dad particularly was seeking a restraining order on her behalf against Sam Lutfi. And at the time it was like, well, wait, didn't we just do this at the beginning of the month? So why are we having to do this again? And apparently a judge on Tuesday suspended a court hearing uh, where Sam was fighting the restrictions Uh, through his lawyers as overly broad and unconstitutional. So the judge said that it will stay in place for the next two weeks. Um, So I think that has to do with why it's only two weeks, because initially I was like, well, why is it only for two weeks? What is going on that we have to constantly revisit the Sam Lutfi character? Also, I don't think we've heard anything out of Sam Lutfi lately. So what is this really all about? And you and I were speculating on the fact that they keep bringing him up, I think, to sort of distract people from the other story, the right. real story. Why is a 37-year-old woman not in control of her own life? Yeah, this is sort of a distractionary tool you know, that they're using to kind of placate the public because... We all know the name. If you have been following Britney Spears since the early, well, since ever, but since the early 2000s when she had that very public meltdown where she shaved her head and she, uh, you know, uh, bashed a 
car with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Sam Lutfi at the time was her manager. She was spending a lot of time with him. So you would recognize that name. And he was somebody who the conservatorship pointed to um, in in that in in that time to say that that was part of what made Britney go quote off the rails. Mm-hmm. So he's the villain in that storyline. Well, today now in 2019, as we're again all eyes on the conservatorship, they're bringing Sam Litfi's name back in because it's somebody that the public would recognize. So they need a villain basically. They and have, he's logical to them. I think it's lazy, personally, but whatever. So Sam Lutfi is a villain, and then, all of a sudden, this happens. So today, we're talking to Elizabeth Reese. She's like, hey, have you seen this letter? I'm like, we're like, what? No, we haven't. Well, now we have. It was released to the Daily Mail, and it is a letter in Britney Spears' handwriting written in the third person about Britney Spears. That sounds really weird, but... It was all in response to an article in People magazine about the father of her children and her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. In this letter about herself that Brittany wrote, she talks about how the public has misunderstood what's actually going on behind the scenes, including but not limited to what has happened in these episodes that have become public, like the time that she locked herself in a bathroom and wouldn't turn one of her children over to authorities. Uh, it, It painted a picture of her maybe being unstable, but she explains that she was being told that the authorities were leaving and that she should stay in the bathroom. Yeah. That, that basically the, they were, the public was misled and essentially that she was committed against her will to a mental health facility by her father. Yes. And forced to take medications against her will. Yeah. And this it is a fascinating letter to read it. It does kind of give you a little window into what her mindset at least when it was written which I believe was in like 2008 uh what her mindset was at the time and you got to imagine that it's similar um because she does say very explicitly they make money off of me. She says they make money off of Britney. Uh, and she says in the last year, and again, this was in 2008, the people in charge of the conservatorship made $3 million off of her. Yeah. And then and we, yeah, go you ahead. know, this just this. Uh, so you're all like, well, what does this have to do with anything? So this just to me says that there is, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Because we have said all along, again, at the end of the day, ask yourself this question. Why can't a very successful, one of the most successful musicians in uh, the last 10 to 20 years, pop, cult, yep, you know, pop, pop music, pop music, yep. musicians, um, after how many years has the conservatorship? 10 years? Over, it's just been about over a decade. Yeah, it's been over a decade. And she is still not in control of her day to day not just finances, but significant decisions, life decisions. Right. Well, I shouldn't even say significant, insignificant life decisions that you and I wouldn't even bat an eyelash over making about ourselves. She is not able to make those decisions for herself. Those are made by the conservatorship. Why, after 10 years, is she she's, she is well enough to perform nightly in Vegas at a certain point? She was. She was well enough to uh, be on a reality TV show. She was, you know, well enough to do all of these things in service of her career, which is, you know, basically paying the bills for several people. I mean, not just several people. I mean, she's a machine, right? Yeah. She's an industry. Yeah. 
So she's well enough to do all those things, but she's not well enough to have, you know, um, you know, her own particular say in, in the way she decides to live her life. Maybe she doesn't want to do this anymore. Right. Maybe she wants to just go be with her kids. Um, so that at the end of the day is the question. And this particular letter lends credibility to the fact that, um, you know, she uh, this is not her. This is not by her design and that there are people who simply want to continue the pipeline of uh, money for those who are getting paid. Well, and she explains in this letter, which, by the way, was given to a member of her team uh, sometime between 2009 and 2010 and then was released exclusively to the Daily Mail. And they shared actual like actual pictures, photographs of the letter. Um, She explains, she says uh, that. You know, the people who are controlling Britney's life have made $3 million in the past year. She would love for new eyes to see her situation, but she brings it up. She's constantly threatened. The conservators will take her kids away. Uh, So how long is this going to go on? She asks in the letter. She says, as long as the people are getting paid and she has no rights, it could go on for a while, but it doesn't make it right at all. Yeah, this is just so so sad. It's just terribly, terribly sad. Um she does say also, she said that uh, Brittany had gotten her brother a $2 million apartment. Her mother has an estate in Louisiana uh, that was is worth $4 million. And she gave her father the best job in the business. I mean, you can just see, you. to me, this is totally plausible. Whether or not it's real, we don't know. The extent to which it is, blah, blah, blah. But it seems totally plausible to me that you have so many people who are getting a check and they're like, I don't have the wherewithal to like deal with what's really going like i can just see the tv show right Right. like they just keep putting band-aids on stuff like the mom is like you know basically has no power because remember the mom is not um, she's not a conservator and i think she has no interest in being a conservator um we've heard well we've heard though that she wants access to you know her health information and stuff like that yeah um Again, like uh, there's so many unanswered questions and this letter gives us a lot more questions, right? Because so the letter makes it sound like she's being essentially held against her will or forced to deal with life against her will. Right. But we don't know who leaked the letter. We don't know what motives they have. We don't know what purpose they leaked the letter for. So the plot thickens. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're on it. More okay. questions than answers. Yes, indeed. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about after this on oh. My Talk 1071. Okay. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. 
Just text PEACE to 22433 and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.